Hello, welcome to Toffee TV. It is Wednesday. It is the club call. Thought about not doing this today. I'll be honest. Thought about just having a normal show because it is International Week. But why not? We may as well. We may as well. There's nothing major to talk about in terms of uh, headlines for the show. But uh, thanks, Ned. So therefore, it's just Everton Club call. So if you want to call in, you're a Somebody Premier member like and want to call in, then do it. Come and do it. And joined by John in the studio. We are here Hello. waiting to take your calls. If you're a Premier member, if you've got something to say, do it. Do it. Adam, the time for this show is five past five. It's never five o'clock. It's 5.05 on a Wednesday. That's when we start. So, yes, we have been on time because I think you'll find me were on time then at five past five. There you go. John, how are we? You're all right? Smashing. You okay? Not missing Ped, are you? Well, he's listening. He's having a nice he's little... He's having a better time than us. He is. He's in warm climbs. He's having a nice break. Yeah, so good photos look. have all been, you know, T-shirt yeah. weather. Exactly. That, so. He's loving it. So fair play to him. He's gone into Paris itself today. Nice. Nice. He loves He loves for a bit of Paris, does Pedro. So they've done the tick on Disney. Yeah. Because he was doing Disney and then he was going into Paris yeah. itself, so... See, I'm not a I, I'm not a lover of Paris. I'll be honest. It was all right when I went there. It was okay. I'm in no rush to go back there. But um, other people had absolutely loves it. Never been. He loves. It. Have you never been? No. I've been transient and going through it, and I've driven through it on a motorbike. But no, never, we've actually, never stopped and no. done the sights. No, I mean it's so, decent. It's decent to go and see. It's on you the know, list. Sacre the fact and that it never gets to just means lots of other places. Well, exactly, exactly. But um, he loves it. He absolutely loves it, which is a uh, fair he's fluent in French, doesn't it? Well, that's it. That's what he is. He's fluent in something. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I'm sure he'll, he'll yeah, love yeah. it. One bit of news today is uh, Andros Townsend, former Everton midfielder or winger, has signed for Luton on a short-term deal. Because mm. obviously he was a free agent. Compare notes with Ross, can't Yeah. So good luck to him. Obviously Defo. had a terrible injury. Yeah. Um, so it's good to see him back and available. So fair play to him. Hopefully, uh, he'll do. He'll do well. There, excuse me. Not at the expense of Everton, obviously. But hopefully, he'll do well there. And uh, another former Everton player, Wayne Rooney, is the new manager at Birmingham City. I actually think he'll do well. Yeah, he's put some good well guys there. around him as well. Yes, I think he'll do well there. And a few people saying is this is a audition for Everton. To him, isn't he? If he does well, he does well, uh, and then Everton have the opportunity to get him in the future. Brilliant! It'll Sean's be contract up. It'll be because does what two and a half years wasn't many it? managers haven't done and actually she's a contract out. out yeah. yeah, I imagine. Um, yeah, I think you know Wayne's got the opportunity. Big club, Birmingham City, well supported club. He's got the opportunity to, to go in there. It's already to doing all right. The sixth in the league, so he's starting from a good base. Got some good people around him. Won the last two games mm. at home. Boom. Yeah. So fair play to him. And Seven goals. It? Hopefully he'll do games, well. Yeah. Hopefully he'll do well. Just wondering why I'm doing the talking and the camera was on you, but that's fine. Was um, it? it was. Okay. I never look up there because it gives you a crick in the neck. Classic, isn't it? Um, yeah, so good luck to him. Last time I looked, it was on you. So maybe he had it the other way around. Yeah. When you stop talking, you put it on the other fella. 
See, it's me. And that's you. I mean, personally, I just not think the two shot, but that's that's why I'm here and he's behind there. Uh, yeah, so good luck to him. He'll, I'm sure he'll do quite well there as well. So, yeah, good, good. Interesting one for the owners there because they've got a guy who's gotten to sixth mm-hmm. and doing okay, but allegedly they don't like the style of play. Therefore, you're almost saying straight away, Wayne's going to change the style of play and it better reason not compromise the results <laughs> if they've got a long-term plan and yeah and they think he can deliver on it then yeah it's that thing of being brave and bold isn't it liverpool did it mm. all those years ago with jürgen klopp they had brendan rogers who they were all right with and there was a better manager available so they do what what clubs do that are ambitious go and, well, get, absolutely. Go and get the well, best man for the job yeah i mean Time will tell whether Wayne Rooney's the best yeah, man for the job. about it, that's it loads of times, haven't we, about... Mm. It's just... I know it's not, but you should think of it almost like players. It, yeah. it, if there's a what you think is a better manager available mm. and you've got to take take that opportunity, like right now, yeah. Um, then if your manager won his last game or his last two or his last three, shouldn't make any difference, should it? No, not if you're looking long term. Yeah. yeah, technically we did that once. Did we? Yeah. We were already sort of to appoint a manager and another one, better, came along oh, in Ancelotti. Yeah. But yeah. And we dumped one, <laughs> we literally. Did. We did, know, yeah. And, and and took the... Uh, took Carlo. The, the better manager. Yeah, that's right. You know, and, uh, you know, can't see that decision type of decision mm-hmm. of the decisiveness of that decision happening mm-hmm. anytime soon. But on the other side of the uh, independent commission and the other side of a... You know, fit proper owners' test. Maybe we will, mm-hmm. one way or another. Yeah. Well, you also want to be decisive. Birmingham have done it, so good luck yeah. to them. Um, there are sad news for the player. Tom Davis obviously got a quad injury. Yeah, he's out for a while now, isn't he? He's out for certainly for the year. Um, the remainder in, of this year. You know, yeah. the remainder of this year sounds worse than it is. I've seen a few people saying for the season. I don't think it is for the season. I think they, they expect it to be back the end of January. Um, so we wish him a speedy recovery. It's not three, really three plus months, isn't it? Yeah, he had a tough time a bit, hasn't he? Of late, um, mad as just like a good year of being injured, really on and off, hasn't he? It might right. even be a bit longer than that, yeah. actually, of him being out injured. In fact, he was, wasn't he? When Frank Lampard took over, he mm. was out, wasn't he? So it, it, you're talking like kind of two years nearly of mm. something like that of um, of really struggling with injuries, having not had any injuries previously so yeah. it can happen sometimes but obviously hopefully he can uh, he can get himself fit as quickly as possible as quickly as possible someone's just said happy birthday to Seamus Coleman indeed happy birthday from all of us at the channel Seamus we know you watch regularly so I hope you've had a good birthday um, and you're back soon our skipper nice of them to organise the international break so he could enjoy his birthday probably. yeah yeah, I mean, I think he, he hoped at some stage he'd have been playing in this yeah. international well, break. Well, indeed, yeah. <clears throat> he is coming back from, obviously, what last was a bad before injury. he comes back into the squad in mm. a week or so's time. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Matthew Barry says, even in both, if we go in for Calvin Phillips in January, that was the link yesterday on loan, wasn't it? Um, do you think we'd have to change the formation? No. No, I don't think so, Mac, because I think he'd have him alongside Onana. And then it's where does James Garner, does he just go higher up 
it, it, the Decore question comes in. Does James Garner go? Do you really want to move him to right back or something like that? Um, what would you do? That's the best way. What would I do? I'm the owner and I've just got Calvin Phillips and said, there you go, mate. Use him how you see fit. Well, he was very good at Leeds. But he hasn't hardly played. And don't forget he was injured a little bit towards the end at Leeds and then City took him. He's not, he's not really played that much for Manchester City. So he's kind of gone off the boil. This is a lad who, of course, was in England's midfield mm. um, in the Euros, wasn't he? He's getting in the side there. And he's stagnated a little bit through injury and through obviously going, it's tough to, you know, just because you can't get in at Man City doesn't mean you're not still a very good player. Um, but he is, a tech, on his day, he's an excellent passer of the ball. And he is, he's very good in midfield, very good midfield player. Um I think one of the things with the intensity, difficult, yeah, difficult. the the intensity of the way Guardiola coaches his players. Once he gives up on you, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and it looks like he's give up on him, doesn't it? So he's going to go somewhere in January, isn't he? Surely, unless they have an injury or something between now. Leeds and might go back. I mean, whether he drops to the championship, I but your Leeds boy, he's a Leeds boy. Yeah. Don't forget, and he might think, well, triple winner to championship. No, no, but he might look at it and go, well. I go and play for me boyhood club again. It's only a short-term thing to get myself some minutes. Guardiola might be like, go and get some games under your belt and come back mm. pre-season. Well, that's the, the, the people management view, right? would be that, yeah. Um, that's if the... they are to let him go. Don't forget, Everton were very interested in August and City didn't want to let him go. Mm. And he's been playing because obviously Brodsley's out. Mm. So City still. You know, might be reluctant to let him go, but they, they were the that was certainly doing the rounds yesterday that Everton were interested in him again, and he was, you know, obviously he's well aware of Everton's interest in him. And if obviously Sean Dice has got an idea of what he wants to use him for, then James Garner could be those three mm. in midfield, and Decore might be the one to. Do you think they need for know. us to do anything? Don't forget, Abdullah Decore's out of contract next summer. Indeed, you yeah. Know. So you either contract him or decide, are you going to play a guy who's going to walk out the door every, you know, every game sort of thing? But then a lone player is no difference, is it? Unless there's not no, no. To buy. That's it, isn't it? Um, but I just think players are going to go out the door anyway. I think before we do anything, mm. not even even for loans, you want to keep the books balanced. So, and we were talking at one o'clock, weren't we, about you know Michael Keane perhaps needs to go out, but mm. for for Michael Keane's benefit, yeah. Um, if Burnley are still in the league by then, they probably need someone to add a bit of experience to their defence, if you will. Um, I don't see Vincent Company coming for Michael Keane, no, I'll be I honest. Don't. That's why I say but it, yeah. Know. Because that's, and, and that's what, if anything gets. And I think if, he, if, if, anything if gets anyone company, knows a centre back, Vincent yeah, yeah, Company knows a thing gets or two. Company into grief where he is right now, mm. it will be sticking to his principle of how he wants to play. Mm. Um, depends what their American owners think about whether. They're up in the Premier League a bit earlier than they thought. Therefore, Possibly. it's no big deal if you go back down again, so to speak. Mm. And we've seen with Leicester, aren't we, that you can dominate the Championship and struggle in the Premier League. And therefore, when you go back down again, if you can hold the team together, then you can dominate it again, can't you? And, and you come back stronger and all those cliched things. But um, yeah, I just think we need to be cautious about what Everton can and cannot do in, in transfer windows at the moment. So. 
just assume we have to there's ship gotta them be out a, before they ship them in. Yeah. There's gotta be a point though where we can start doing things again in the transfer window. I I, I do find it incredible that no matter what we seem to do, we always seem to be still at the same point. Oh yeah. So no matter if like you go back when we haven't had a clear spend for over three years now. That's because we've been on a slow slide into some mire for quite a long time, yeah. And and and, and as things happened, mm. as in the passage of time helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. We we logically are replacing, are we not? And we had this challenge in the summer. We're replacing P and S problems mm. with cash problems. Yeah. In other words, yes, we've got the headroom, mm. and we probably can afford to make financial commitments. But we haven't got the but cash. Of the, yeah, but if the club that we're trying to acquire a player from sticks their hand out and says, well, but we need X. Mm, we, don't, we haven't got it. We don't have the X, or mm. if we do have the X, we'd rather spend it over here, mm. sort of thing. Um, and, of course, the state... You know what I mean, though, don't you? Oh, absolutely. It feels like we're in a state of perpetual perjury of, like... Purgatory, not perjury. That's a different thing. Yeah. Purgatory of not moving forward that we we get oh it's going to be difficult for a couple of years to get that yeah, yeah. absolutely get it yeah yeah and understand this stupid pns far more than i ever wanted to you know well, and, and probably more to do with cash now than and, that but, yeah. no it is but it, it's still we're still a football club and the the essence of football clubs is to try to i know everton have done a great job of, of telling people differently with this but the, the idea of football clubs is to try to compete and win things that's the whole point of being a football club really i know people are now trying to change it and say oh it's a community thing no it doesn't matter whether you win it's just being part of the community are and they that's their their lines that's getting trotted down here and more and more really um, oh well that needs to be nipped in the bud straight away you know the whole point is to, to try and win things and then you'll get people who make excuses then that's too difficult too difficult now. You can always get better at everything you do, uh, and and the mo should be well. You're telling me it's difficult. Right? I'm gonna try twice as hard to prove you wrong. Then mm. not just accept it because that's mm. easy. That's an excuse. Oh, I'm tired. Don't run if you're tired. Mm. Don't have to run. You know, the player who is looking for the bench. You know, putting his hand up because it's getting a little bit. Don't fancy it today. No, you're right, and you know, and there's some, you know, academic people or bright people or both who who would, and I actually believe this to be true, would rightly say that it, it, if you just want to put a word to it, then my words would be someone like Fahad Mashiri under his ownership. We've, we've spent so much time looking for the shortcut to the promised land yeah, yeah. that the tosses and the hair springs to mind because when you, classically isn't it you know mm. you know projects go like one day at a time you suddenly look up and seven years have gone by mm. and what you've had in those seven years is maybe just use managers as mm. the catalyst for it seven sprints yeah none of which you finished you never finished the sprint yeah yeah and actually all you've done while the other guy's been plodding along is gone back to the beginning again over and over again right and you know i think if you if you call that revolution you want it to happen very quickly and you talk about the slow, sure, you know, lay down the foundations, blah de blah de blah. You call that evolution. Mm. Then you can have a, an intellectual academic debate about the various merits of evolution and revolution. But what people do when they do that is they make it binary. Yeah. As if taking forever or 
bailing all the time mm. and going through the cycle you know yeah. you know and things like agile agile um methodologies within business is about failing quickly if you're going to fail but it's it, also yeah. about prototyping realize what doesn't work get rid of it put, plug something in mm -hmm. but you need really strong management to do that and common understanding of what the ultimate end game is yeah, in other words yeah, you need yeah. vision you need plans and all those sorts of things and i just have a fear that if people start to move away from the reactionary farhad mashiri revolution and move towards a more thoughtful almost academic intellectual evolution mm. that they start we start then have a disconnect in assumptions because this one might someone will think well john blaine's version of evolution is three years yeah well someone else's version of evolution might be 10 years mm. you know and i've heard people saying you know you know as we progress so that in 10 years time we're competing for europe what 10 years Jesus. In this game, that is an eternity. No, it is, yeah. Right? So it's about how fast you can go through the cycle of development, fundamentally. Mm. And, and as we know, this, and we'll come back to players in a minute, won't it? Mm. Short term in this industry is to the next transfer window. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Medium term is probably two transfer windows. Mm. And long term is two seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Which is why most managers, on average, get a long term go at it because mm. the average period of 10 yeah, is yeah, 18 yeah. to 24 months mm. and and i think the the old stuff that went on for quite a while as you can only measure managers by how many transfer windows they've had is probably not wrong and therefore when you talk about developing players developing players can't be bringing 12 year olds through because no manager is going to be anywhere near around yeah, long yeah. enough to do that but so they have to be managed or tasked managers with improving the players we give you mm. the club says well we got these 25 players yeah, yeah. make them deliver make the them, best yeah. that they can and, and have very firm objectives about what success looks like mm. and and success has always got to be better than you did last time gotta be yeah um and therefore you can even unless yeah. you're city yeah well maybe it's how you do it mm. you know if you win the league five years in a row doing exactly the same thing in exactly the same way. Yeah. Even your own fans will get bored, won't they? Mm -hmm. So you can freshen that up. And, and Guardiola did in some respect because mm -hmm. he, he got players who are not typical City players, a Grealish who's more about flair and, mm -hmm. you know, might not work hard, but got him working hard enough to justify his... You know, his so he's doing it a different way, mm -hmm. but with the same outcomes. Um, so, but even the academics can accept that continuous improvement because that's a textbook phrase as well. You can define, you know, targets and stuff. So continuous improvement has to be things like well we got more points than last season, or we got more goals, or we got we lowered the average age of the squad, mm. or we've got more homegrown players. There's loads of metrics yeah. you can choose, uh, but ultimately, the minimum expectation can't be the expectation. Yeah, you know you can't say well finishing seventeenth every year is okay. No, it is if the only objective is to stay in the league. Because you've stayed in the league, haven't you? Can't be, though, can No, of course it can't be. Mm. Of course it can't be. And because you don't get players staying with you to be developed then. No. Because they say, well, how many players have left this club and either, not many say it publicly because they're perhaps too polite, but have thought, I left because their ambition didn't match mine. You know? You. So it's a hard one. Um, but I just think if we define being better as we get, new players every transfer window, then I would happily have a 
quite a good debate about whether that's legitimate or not. Because it means you're failing somewhere else if you have to do that, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, so. Anyway, is that long enough for someone to ask questions? That was just a good answer, isn't it? Yeah. Where's our it's Americans? Our that Americans that are always give first, me Eddie. aren't they? I know. Where are they? Sorry, mate. He turns it back on again. That was it. That was just, it was right in my eye. Was giving yeah, me it is. Immediately. Oh. Yeah, yeah. See you right I'm looking at you and you with the flecking in my eye as well. Was like, ah. Laser beams. I didn't know where to look. Didn't know where to look. Hit me. Uh, no, John, that's a yeah. different song and that's not one I'd be singing. Um, <laughs> Relax, mate. The, I am. I'm, <laughs> I can see what you're doing, John. I'm, you know, it's there. Um, Aunt Schumer says hello. Hello, mate. I'd have you there. Greetings. Yeah. Um, she says, uh, hi, John. And Baz, I think Saturday side was probably the most balanced we've had in a long time. Felt a very similar to a Moyes 4-5-1 team. It looked balanced. It looked like they knew what they were doing, didn't it? Mm. Yeah, so that's good. And um, if the manager, as we keep trying to say with his, you know, low ceiling but high floor, yeah, in mm. his behaviours is quite consistent. Then when you see it click with the players, maybe they just click that day and then mm. they need to repeat it now, don't they? Yeah, um, I mean, Chris has said. Uh, Chris has asked Deitch's internet warrior comments. He says it's very weird for a manager who's struggling. Isn't that the time when they do do that kind of thing, though? You know, whether you should or you shouldn't, um, they do sometimes come out and fight, and don't they? And you've got to be a certain animal to be a football manager. Haven't mm. you? And often that doesn't necessarily include having been a good footballer mm. because, you know. Um, but when they're under pressure, that's when you see the real person. Mm. And, you know, I don't know whether Sean thinks he's a witty guy. I don't know. Yeah. And and perhaps if we knew him better, we'd understand some of the things he says. But certainly they come across as a bit of impatience or a bit of a lack of preparedness to even go anywhere near what sounds like criticism. Mm -hmm. You know, so, you know, there's, there's certain stakeholders that you can have a go at, aren't there? You can have a go at your own players. It's not mm -hmm. my fault, it's theirs. You can have a go at the owners, which is the um, Conte approach, yeah? Yeah. Uh, it's always, or, or Benitez's approach, it's Benitez. always the owner's fault. Mm -hmm. If they just give me a, a minimum amount of resources, I'd win everything. Yeah. yeah? Uh, and then the last one, in a sense, that the one you should never go anywhere near criticising per se, unless they've done something horrible is the fans but i do wonder why he chose that one you know why does he think people and the phrase internet warriors that's a bit old-fashioned isn't it mm. internet you know oh it's internet it's internet yeah On the so line. i don't know maybe it's just come out and it, that's it forget about it but um he needs to be wary of that's the foothills of being critical of the fan base having spent you know, six, nine months or whatever it's been, saying how wonderful we are. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was a strange comment from him. I don't know why he felt the need to. No, because the, the easiest way to to shut people up is to win football matches. Yeah, and he won't always. be getting that criticism anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as you said, or we all say, everyone hopefully says, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And like, criticising someone for their opinion is shows something more about you than it does about them yeah i, I think for people who if he if he's 
talking about people complaining about results, well then, he hasn't really got a leg to stand on. He lost seven out of eight home games before Saturday. He'd scored eight goals at home since he's been in charge. We've never scored more than one. He'd won three games in 18. What he really should be concentrating on is not even addressing it. It's just going, we've just won. Mm. want to talk about we've won three out of the last four games, which mm. is a, a positive. It is. Um, if someone asks you the question, then you can go, well, what he could have said was, because he has praised the fans loads of times. He's consistent. Yeah. He so is. really, all and he should he would, have said was, yeah. everyone's entitled to their opinion. They're disappointed and so am I. And yeah. that would have been the end of it and he yeah. could have moved on. And, and that's it. I just think once you start changing that narrative to go call people internet warriors or moan at different sections of the fan base. You're on a slippy slope. Lampard found this criticising the fans after the Wolves defeat at home. You know, where he'd yeah, always yeah, been true, and um, always praised the fans and all that. He lost a lot of people after. Yeah. Once you start doing it, people are then waiting. You know, you're going in. Don't forget the manager is going into four difficult games. If Everton went to Anfield and were beaten heavily, he's left himself wide open to the internet warriors, well, hasn't he? Well, he, he, yeah, he said internet warriors, but he also immediately attached that to the fans he talks to who've been around for years, thus implying said internet warriors are Johnny Come Lately's. Well, no one does a Johnny Come Lately to this football club, mm, not in no. the last seven years, anyway. Anyone who had a choice, <laughs> right, who, who bases it on sporting achievement, would have gone to City, would have gone somewhere else, mm. minimally somewhere else. So it was a cure, it was curious, mm. yeah, and particularly from a man who's been here five minutes in the grand scheme of things. I yeah. just don't think he needs to do it. I don't no, think he, doesn't. he needs to he doesn't. any anything, just bat it off. He's clearly a bright guy, right? Because, of course he is. you know, and and therefore apply that intellect mm. in a way that, and without need for sarcasm and stuff, right, of just put down dumb questions that you get. You know, just be, bat them away with a, yeah, thanks for that, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Next. Yeah, that's it, isn't <laughs> think, it? Yeah. That's it, because then what can you say? The majority of the audience are going to give you dolly balls hit out the park anyway. Well, his so, big, his you know. big thing was Saturdays, you have to say. We, we, won. Won. we just won 3 nil. I'm really pleased that for once the XG appeared as real goals as well. Mm. And if we keep doing that, we'll keep scoring real goals, which we will. And we'll be fine. And so we will that's be all fine. he has to say. Ultimately, yeah. he'll be judged by internet warriors or anybody else on games he wins. Of course. Results like every manager should. He shouldn't be treated any different to Frank Lampard or Rafa Benitez or Carlo Ancelotti or whoever mm. you want to pick. All football managers are judged on football yeah. results mainly unless you're John Eustace of Birmingham obviously who's won the last couple um, but they've obviously decided that there's better I just there. hope he gets to his management average mm. you know and that's more than enough right now for that's him it. to have that the easiest comfortable end to the season the easiest thing for the whole football club and for Everton and for fans and for Sean Dykes is if they just win games of football yeah, absolutely. and stay away from trouble and, and we can have a calmer season, which means you can then plan. That's that's the big thing. We've had we've had a awful time in the last two and a bit years. Awful time. And someone, you know, when all this we've got to change the story. Well, you're part of that story, mate. Mm. So How know. many points do you think will defo keep you up this season? Thirty. Thirty. Divide that by Sean's points per game average over mm. his whole managerial career mm. sort of thing. And we do that two thoughts. If, if he could achieve his average, mm. he's behind it right now. Yeah, yeah. But if he could get up to his average, then after about 25-ish games, 
we've got more points than that. Mm. So, so even if I'm five points or three, three points, say. Even if you go to the traditional 40, his, his yeah, but We haven't career. got 40 points for seasons, John. No, I know, but, but if you went with his his average, then you achieve it with five or six games to go. Mm. We'd settle for that, wouldn't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the month of And May. then he could easy points then through progress, couldn't he? Yeah. So go, well, hang on. We haven't Two seasons ago, you needed year. to win your last home game to stay up. Last season, we did. I've had a full season in charge. We're safe. At the start of April, yeah. what are you and going next on? year? We're going to be better. What again? are you moaning for? And next improve? year, we're going to be better again. Exactly, and that everyone goes all right. Sound mm. can't blame Evertonians for feeling like it's been one long shit show because it has. But you can't, though, can you? I don't think. No, any, I'm agreeing with you. I don't think Absolutely. anyone. I don't think any manager could turn around and go, "Why are you just moaning?" Because people are just go, "Well, we haven't won a trophy for 28 years, mate." There's your first. Protocol. If you want to look, why we're not happy. Mm. Secondly, it feels like one season just glued one long season. Oh, we've had a two, two and a half year season exactly. so far. Exactly. Of crap. So that's why people are feeling mm. rough and down. And there'll be lots of different viewpoints along the way, and some will be dates out, and a lot are, and a lot of dates in. And then you'll move right the way through, and you'll get halfway, and people will be like, "I just want us to win games of footy. That's where I am. I just want us to win footy matches." And what I think, man, I've said this to you before, right? My dislike for managers is growing rapidly. Managers right. as a breed. Yeah, just all of them, because they're all bullshit merchants at the end of the day. And I just like, I've said it before, rolling contracts, four, four weeks at a time, win 75% of the games, you get another goal next month. <laughs> that way, that way you don't ever get attached to them. But, no, re- realistically, obviously, I just... Just some quiet and some calm. Just win some games, but don't don't be surprised when you're losing games at home if you're under pressure. Particularly losing games at home. Ten Hag's under pressure. Should it's, ten? It's should, history, well, it? should he be under pressure? Uh, probably not. No. Okay. Well, United, line, a lot of United fans will say he should because yeah, they don't win home games. They've won no, one. No, they've won the one in injury time. I mean, yeah. in a binary sense, where yeah. you have to say yay or nay, mm. you wouldn't automatically say yes, would you? But they do. But then a lot of other people that look and go, you've got big resources, yeah. got a big squad, and oh, he's, he's underperformed. So right. if you're underperform, you're under pressure. But yeah. we're in the same league. So why, yeah. if you're Everton managing, you've lost seven out of eight home games? Should Surely be okay. you'd be under pressure. Definitely. I'd, if I was Everton's manager and I'd lost seven out of eight home games, I'd be thinking, I'm. I need to win one very quickly, yeah. and then I need to win another one very quickly yeah. because otherwise I'll be under pressure. I imagine if you're Pressure's Birmingham City's manager, you were under pressure. If you're Leeds United manager and you lose seven out of eight home games, you'd be under pressure. Mm. So that's what goes with the territory. It's why the average Premier League manager, to, what is it, 13 months? months is it? 18-ish, isn't it? Well, I think it's less. Again? I think it's much less than that okay. now, honestly. Yeah. Have a look. At, I have, think a, have it, a look while you're talking, yeah. But... Even if it's eighteen months, but I think it's I think it's around okay. thirteen months now. Oh, okay. But say it's eighteen. That ain't a long time. And no, why is it not. eighteen? It's because people start losing games of footy. There's a huge amount of money no to one be gets lost. Sack for winning games. If you're no, what I'm saying, if you, there's a huge amount of money at risk if you get relegated, yeah. So therefore, the pressure is on. So you have to win games. So you can't moan if you're not winning games. Doesn't matter what what's going on on the field. In April, it was just over 18 months. Oh, was it? I'm sure. It might have come down I, No, I'd heard Neville saying it was 13, okay. so maybe he's wrong. Yeah. That's where I've heard it. 
Yeah. But even Probably if it's 18 months. Three or four times. Well, possibly, yeah. Phil, yeah. Poor Phil. <laughs> and himself. He only yeah, lasted yeah, yeah. these six months of Valencia, <laughs> didn't he? So fair play to Maybe the average of Phil and Gary Neville. Yeah, maybe that. Months. That brings it down, yeah. <laughs> uh, Stan says Calvin Smith would be... Calvin Smith? Calvin Phillips? Calvin Smith? Calvin Phillips would be... A, it's because his name's Stan Smith. Calvin Phillips <laughs> would be a great signing. Years left in him. sprinter, Calvin Smith? He'd be a real, a real signing of intent. Yeah. Uh, JB, it says, what's the number to quote? It's there, Jay. It's, the link is there. Go to under the title on Premier. The link is there. Just make sure you put your name in the um, in the room and Ned will let you in. Ned will let you in. Um, where are we? 100 meter runner, Calvin Smith. Is he? Yeah. He was. He's okay. 61 now or 62 or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Twice world champion over 200 meters. Former yeah. world record hold at 100 meters. So there you go. You're just crap dropping names all the time now. Mm. Um, no one ringing up. No, I'm just reading this. <laughs> Make a coffee, guys, while Baz is reading. The Blues says, <laughs> No, he's just, I'm just reading the disagreement because I've just seen it in thingy. The Blues, he was on live. He's always on, yeah, but he is, he's a bit, he, yeah. yeah, he's, a, he's a very engaging. Lad. He is very engaging. Um, absolutely, he's talking to Daniel who Daniel thinks that because of the fans, Michael Keane got dropped. I tend to agree that it was, or sorry, the, the clamour for Brantwaite to play was quite strong. Michael Keane had, didn't help, of course. Mm. But the Blues thinks it's absolute nonsense. He thinks he, uh, yeah, it was nothing to do with the fans. He just decided that. Now, I know, listen, that, I'm not saying he's, he's, uh, He's right, because I think everybody knew that um, the pressure on Deitch meant that he changed Michael Keane because of the fans. Um, but yeah, um, people talking about cups and trophies in the comments. Good lads, yeah. ladies, well done. Because we're going to win got, the Carabao Well, I'll tell you what, we, we? Beat, we beat Burnley on a sunny day. It'll be a night then. game. Then you're in the quarterfinals, you might get a home game. There's... Bournemouth, Liverpool, being interesting one, given Liverpool, obviously, have a lot of games this season with the Europa League. Mm. It's the Carabao Cup really massive on their agenda. Jürgen Klopp might play some of the squad players, which have still got surely. good players, yeah. but Bournemouth might... He'll play his fifth-choice striker, and we'll be jealous. Yeah. But Bournemouth have still... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bournemouth then would have a chance, because they're at home, obviously, so mm. you never know. Uh, West Ham, Arsenal, so one of them are going out. Yeah, yeah. Big game. And obviously Manchester United, Newcastle, Old course, Trafford. City have already City gone. City have gone. So, listen, do I believe Everton will win the Carabao Cup? No, because history tells me we don't win it. But if Everton could beat Burnley and then got a home game, and there is, isn't there a... There's a poor fail Mansfield. I was there's say, one there's of those. A there's a there's a tie where with, there's two yeah, lower yeah. teams. I think it, Mansfield's one of them, isn't it? Mm, so that'll be if Everton could beat Burnley and then get them at home in the quarters. Yeah. Then you know you get to the semi final. You never know. You never know. Uh, Dom Brantwaite was fit at the start of the season. Sub against Fulham. Played against Sporting. Was fit to play. Um, Listen, we have to do our bit in the Carabao Cup, right? No, we've got to be Burnley. Once we've done our bit, mm. we'd have two chances of what we might want. Mm. The winner, a home game, of course, always. Mansfield or Port Vale. Yeah, see, there you go. Or mm. Exeter or Middlesbrough. 
that's another tie. And then I the rest of them are all the Premier yeah, League the next, teams. The rest in. of them are tough games, yeah. aren't they? So all you could We'd do was... We'd take Ipswich or Fulham at home, wouldn't we? All you could do was a uh, thingy. Kieran could do a, you know, an, an interview while he was here or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But yeah. Interesting. And then you're into the semis when by that time it's all Premier League clubs. And the then... Blues, do you know that? You do know that Brantwaite's had a slight growing problem all season, don't you? Which he plays with. So he had the slight problem and he was playing and he's still playing with the slight growing problem. Oh. So couldn't be you make the decision. Joe the Thomas wasn't lying, so I don't know why someone's so you're saying Joe Thomas is lying. If only there was a way to rewind this conversation to hear me say Joe Thomas was lying, which is just <laughs> nonsense. This is why you get yourselves in you get yourself in trouble every day, the blues, don't you, with people? Every day. You're having a go at someone here? I'm not having a go. I'm saying he get people have a go at him every single day because he comes across as if he knows everything. Oh, okay. And doesn't listen to what's being said to him. Oh, okay. But we don't know who he is. But Jared, I don't know what his name is. I'm sure he'll message me and give me his full name in a minute. Yeah. But Jared Brantwaite was pulled out the 21s, didn't he? He was. Everton yeah. pulled him out because of the groin injury he yeah. had that he's been playing with. That he played against Sporting with and that he played against and he was fit to and play. And it's the source of injury which uh, rest is the only groin's a pro- Groins are problematic, of course yeah. they are, but if you've got a groin problem but you sub, your groin problem doesn't go away That's when right. you start the week That's later. Right, yeah. That's Do you know right. what I mean? And hasn't gone away. So there you go. There you go. Anyway, that's enough of that because it was a nonsense conversation. Enough about groins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't really want to get involved in that, do we? <laughs> but they, they do hang around. They do? I remember playing with them uh, wetsuit wetsuit cycling shorts for about three years because of the groin problem. Because obviously the thing with groins is you get them warm, you can get through games, but then you hit hit at what I did. I used to hit about 70 minutes, 75 minutes, and you can feel it again. And that's when fatigue comes in and Mm. it goes again. Remember Graham Sharp, the first person I ever saw with them? Like uh, waterproof, no, but the waterproof, like the like wetsuit ones. Oh, okay. So you'd get the ones that are quite thick. You mean? Yeah. So you get you get like those. Get them off. You get like the traditional site, like what you see runners. Yeah, like the like the type. So they were always around. But Graham Sharp was. Is it neoprene? The stuff's made of. Wet. I never wore a wetsuit because that's for wusses. Okay. Um, Wusses. Yeah. Hang on. Some surfers wear wetsuits or something. Yeah, they're wusses, mate. Shut up, mate. Yeah, um, but I, I seen Graham Sharp with them, and then you could get them, and you, it was hard work getting them on. You had to, you know, give it the all wiggle to get them on. But then yeah. once it once it warmed up in the warm up, it keep the groin nice and warm, so you were able to move properly. So rubberish. Yeah, they were, they were just neoprene. Thin, but you, neoprene. Yeah. yeah, but they did a job. But you don't see them as much. And obviously, it's, there's more sports science now. They probably go. Yeah, you know that groin injury you're playing with and you're not maximum with or, or do it this way or where. But some players still wear them, but they're obviously a better. Yeah, yeah. You can obviously, they have tape and everything, although getting the tape across. Before you, the surfers yeah. and the like come after me, right? Yeah, um, the surfers will be all over you. You just suit. call them wusses. Fellas who are going in with waves that up here, you'll call them wusses. Are you I messing? Wear, uh, a, I look three times before I get in the swimming I, pool. I never wore wetsuits because 250 of my 350 dives are all in. Not just warm water, but very warm water. You know, oh, okay. the Red Sea and and uh, and and the like. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, be bold, start cold. That's what it is. Yeah, but not if it's a groin because you want that to start hot. You've just got to get it warm. 
and then you can manage. I wonder if you'd be allowed to wear heated ones. I don't know, because you might overheat, might you? No one wants an overheating groin, I'm sure of it. I'm sure no one wants an overheating groin. There's ways to get things warm, though, isn't there? Ned, have you ever uh, wore cycling shorts to your football? Because obviously... Are you on the mic? You should be on the mic and the pitch, because obviously we've all play, seen... I never play without compression underneath my football shorts. Cause compression? Compression. Because my groin, like, really bad. Mm. Why haven't you got every a time, Every time I play, if I play with Ari... My groin's in agony. See? See, I'm just so I knew I was I knew somewhere that you had cycling shorts. Do you wear them when you have you it got them since... on in your GoPro football? Yeah. I never used to until I had a really bad groin injury when I was like nineteen, whether it was football or something else being on top of me. Um he wears I, got a, free I had a really well. bad groin and since mm. then um You've had to wear them. I I have talk my groin's hurting aching after every game. Even no matter how many Gates I open. <laughs> so, it's so you know that opening it. the gates not great for your groin stretch, you know. Do the elbows. So you've so been a victim of this. I'll do the, uh, the. I'll do the old. Uh, oh, we're getting a demonstration. If only the camera was. Oh. See, that's not good for you. Oh, close the gate. No, opening and closing close the gate. The gate. <laughs> opening and closing the gate, not right. Just bang me knee. Not being a victim. What's what's just bang me knee? What's a groin pain feel like? I would just like describe. a heavy it's there's like, like a heaviness yeah. it feels like a massive bruised inside like when you try and walk like I remember trying to walk around uni for it for like a month and I was I had to walk with my hand on my groin like this down my pants that's the excuse you had so maybe all the roadmen that walk around the hand down the pants just got Ned, bad what the no, Ned, said no this need to for a physical demonstration roadmen <laughs> shut up like me that. put it away Ned like that. that's more like a hernia <laughs> But you would have had a big yeah, lump. It felt like a hernia. You'd have had a lump, though, if it was a hernia. So you know what hernias feel like as well? Probably, yeah. He's had it all. Ned, Ned is, I'll be honest, right, Ned is the most injury-ravaged 23-year-old that I've ever known. Back yeah. of my knee. His knee so, is always wrecked. It's not uncommon for elite athletes to be injured all the time, though, is it? The difference between elite athletes and Ned is it's quite wide. Is, 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 <laughs> my, my team needs me. Aider is, so is a big thing. But the big thing between Ned and an elite and an elite elite? A, elite athlete, oh my God, is that they wouldn't carry on playing if they were injured. You know, if they were like, he, he come in here and he was like, oh, my, my knee's oh, wrecked. Oh, yeah, the other day. And I said to him, a, don't a, play, mate, give it a week's rest. He toddled off, yeah. And off he went to play. So it just makes me think you're not really as injured as you were. Uh, well, he's turned up now. today in a trackie that... and, and, and proper trainers, none of that slider rubbish. So he must be feeling good here. today. Still kills behind here when I play. On Friday, I had two tube. I'd be cycling shorts, and then on my knee, I had two layers of tubey grip and tape around it. Just you know it's psychological, don't you? Um, not when I'm like this after a game. Ah, like that. Does ah! it swell up after a game? Does it swell? It it's like blue after a game. Housemaid's knee, yeah, like this. <laughs> ah. That sounds like a housemate, doesn't he it? He was going all the, He was saying the front of my knees hurt, then he's telling me the back of his knees hurt. Yeah. I was like, Ned, no, come the, on. The, I've still got that. You'd have to be, you know, serious, like, hang on, all joking aside, right? see a physio. If your knee is really that bad, don't take a chance with it. because if it, You don't want to be limping. If it goes properly, like, I don't know what it might be that you've done, right? But if it, if it knees right. are very, very complex things, mm -hmm. and if you damage your knee, you'll damage it for long term. 
I don't want to do that. But you're saying your knee's hurting. You shouldn't have to strap your leg up to play. And you do no, you no. do say your knee's sore all the time, mm. don't you? It could be your arches, because you've got collapsed arches and your feet having the trouble. It could be the way well, you're at. that's only the top. But whatever I've done to the back, uh, it, that was just a one-off injury. I think I've always stretched or something, because I played three games in a week. And the next day after I'd done it, it I'd done that in the game on the Friday. And the next morning, I woke up and done a six-hour hike just climbing, and I was in that. I was almost crying. Have you actually been to see anyone? No. no. Go and see a sports rehab. Someone's just called you Ned Fertlin. Yeah, absolutely. Go see a only, sports rehab. Guy only Don went and got physio. it sorted. Ned is yeah. just hiding. Yeah, Ned, just Ned's out on a th- like Ned plays footy on a Monday and a Thursday. So don't we don't see him over the weekend. But like on a Wednesday, he's ruled out of his Thursday games. He's limping. He's injured. He's oh, I'm so injured and all that. And then Thursday comes in, he's ready to play. Strap up. Yeah, I'll be sound. <laughs> like, hang on, you were yesterday you were out. Go get like the proud. like Joe Thomas would it's, have been accused I, of being a liar. After again. a few days, like, oh, it feels okay. But as soon as you kick a ball and start running and you're using muscles you haven't used since your last game, it's like, oh. How hmm. do you do that? How like, do you not use muscles? Ned, you need to be careful. I yeah. don't move a lot unless I'm playing football. You need to be careful. Go and see somebody. You'll Five-minute consultation and he'll tell you. My mum reckons Gilly says you're injured because the Seagulls got to you. <laughs> I think, you know what, Gilly? I think you're right. I think the Seagulls legged them. And he's had to react quickly. And his, his quick twitch muscle... On his knee is gone. <laughs> That's not true. This fast switch on the back of his knee has pulled a little bit because the seagulls true. came for you. Bet you've got a wobbly leg as well as a consequence because that's a nervous thing, isn't it? No, that's that, just... In fact, that's why that's why it's injured. No, Everyone always says, just, tell Ned to stop that's just sort of doing his knee. Me. Like, I don't want to like stop moving my legs and, and the muscle shrinks. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> you don't want to stop moving your legs so the I'm, muscles I'm shrink. I'm how big my legs are, and I don't want to keep that up. You've got the skinniest legs I've not, ever. I've you got have? The mu- I used to. I've got the most muscly legs in the whole building. You haven't. Now. I have. I've got huge legs. You've got the muscliest legs in where you're sitting. That's the only area in in which you win, just on that chair. He's got got the most muscly legs in the mirror in his bedroom. Yeah, have got great legs. You are like... You know, shallow Hal when he sees like <laughs> no, I, you're no. like that when you look at yourself with your muscles. You I see, always like, look down at my legs. Muscle go, man, yeah, I can't even fit into jeans. I feel sorry for you because you try so hard to have big legs and you just deluded. haven't got big legs. I've got great legs. I didn't. You are mad. I well, love I'm, you, like I'm, you're funny, I'm but you are. My legs. The blues says your ACL's gonna burst, yeah. and he's not wrong if you carry on with a dodgy well, knee. He's always right. You've got to be, you've got to be careful. He's absolutely right. He it's just... I, 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 it's been ba- really bad since I was playing for Sambo. Can you hear? Can everyone hear what you're saying? Yeah. This is amazing. I'll just you carry on. Go can on. I just say? I played a bit. It was about. It was in February. I got Lee Evans says Darren Anderton had less injuries than that. <laughs> it right. In, it was fine. Yeah. And in February yeah. this year, we played. I played JMO right, and their fullback just went. Don't ask me. Who was JMO? Team in Skemmersdale. You played oh, we're them supposed where? to know that, are we? At where JMO did you play them? What, what does JMO stand for? You've never told us. It, it was a friendly. No, JMO doesn't stand for JMO. I, was... I, I don't know. So you had a game, an 11 a side so game. The, a fullback gone like that through my leg. Mm. And my legs, 
I've got gone off injured, mm. and my legs like I could I felt my leg. Everyone is holding his knee walk. now. <laughs> and as fact. soon as I got out, every time I was just fall, folding, and it was like that was. You know I was what up that all is? Because your legs aren't strong enough. I was up yeah. all night, like, shivering, shaking like that, like yeah, cold pain. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it That's like shock. Your legs time, because <laughs> my leg was no, because my leg was freaking killing. Um, so what did you do about it? Well, I tried to play. No, you the, didn't go see a doctor, the, the next, physiotherapist. No, I tried to play the next week. None of those things. And as soon, literally, as soon as I like opened my leg up to touch the ball, someone passed me, opened my leg up to touch the ball, literally with the side of my foot, and it just clicked, and I, it was just the, like the worst. It made me feel. You've sick. got a knee injury. And I literally, I was, I went on, I was crying. Abigail says put neoprene shorts on. I've just been playing. Won't help his knees though, will it? Steve <laughs> says he's got. He's had, sounds like he's got more injuries than Barry Sheen. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Incredible, Ned. Brian I love Garza, it. I just joined, but then left. Ned, so we'll get Chris in. Go and it's Chris. Have we got Chris here? I'm just pacing him in now. Paste them in. I'm pasting. Go Patch and Chris get in. Pace Chris. That's a bit harsh. Don't pace Chris. What's he ever done to you? He's, uh... Well, I'm gonna let me. Let me just I think the worst thing I ever did was call him a Hufflepuff, oh, and he didn't really like that too much. <laughs> Chris, Hufflepuff. Yeah. If I go yeah. to Dumbledore. One thing he ain't doing is ignoring me, and he'd ignore a hope of he'd go. You're not Harry Potter. Get out my Come office. Come on, Chris. What, what can we do for you, my friend? Chris, please get us back on track. Give yeah. us some sanity here from Ned's injuries. You need to give you guys sanity. Well, uh, all right. If it's not sanity, at least give us like some evidence related. Because Ned's, you know, the Ned's medical records is uh, it's not great. To be fair, mine's not that much better. I've had sciatica, like... Um, oh, for God's sake. Hang on, is this... Nether, what have you called this? How old are you, Bloody GP surgery or something? <laughs> You're 30, aren't you? Yeah, 32. Bloody yeah. Oh, that's all right, then. Mate, honestly, it's so bad. Like, because I used to, I, I'm doing, I used to do like twenty to thirty thousand miles. Chris, a year Chris, you're here to, to get us off this, not just. <laughs> Chris, you're encouraging them. Come on, what do you want to say, Chris? Come um, on. okay, right. I'll try and do something over and right, like, like, related if I can speak. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I was gonna. It was probably just in relation to dice, really. Mm. Um, I think there's a lot there's a lot of like noise around there's like so many people so vehemently like against him or vehemently for him mm. and for me the answer is still kind of it's still very much in the middle to the point where i'm i just don't know anymore mm. so like a lot you are right for, like three wins in the last four like that's something to be celebrated definitely the home record is still shocking the win percentages mm. are still really bad i mean grads yeah we just beat bournemouth 3-0 like and we looked very we were very much the dominant team we we looked really good doesn't stop the fact that at least for me bournemouth were terrible they were so bad so, at, well no you know that uh, i've got an issue when people say this mm, I, yeah. I because i could say well villa only beat everton because everton were terrible on that day and you know we lost to Wolves because we were terrible. You know what I mean? It it can't be that every time Everton win a game of football, the opposition are just terrible. Because no, you could I, level that at every club, couldn't you? Not necessarily. I mean, like, because uh... there's, there's, there's performances I've seen where we, where we absolutely deserve to win, when not because the other team were bad, but because we were really good. Like, we beat Brighton 5-1. and I, They even were though, terrible. Yes, we yeah. They you know were what? terrible. I, Their fans um... said they were terrible that day. Were Everton not Fair good. Enough. Yeah, no, Everton were brilliant that day. No, they were amazing. Come on, Chris. <laughs> Listen, you know that I'm playing with a straight bat here. Everton <laughs> played very well on Bournemouth. Yeah, they 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 contributed to their own downfall, but it was because yeah, 
Everton played with an intensity. They've not played with the Goodison this season. Mm. It's as simple yeah. as that. And they didn't let them settle, so they won the game. So go on, carry on. So even with that, the home record's not very good. Yeah. Can I, answer, I think, yeah. Yeah, ba- basically, like... We the, only beat Bournemouth point... at home, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even then, but... <laughs> no, it's like... No, I think, I think what the important thing to remember is it's like the answer for me is like somewhere in the middle as to whether like this is going to be a good platform or not. We need some, whatever Daesh does is he needs to make sure that he builds on what he's done with this win. Like mm. we can't go back to having a victory like this. And then the next like home game mm. that we have, we just crumb, we just go back to type again because mm. otherwise the manager is just going to be under more pressure again. Mm. There needs to be a certain level of consistency from our club. I mean, the next game we've got is going to be Liverpool away. And like the the main thing for me, what I expect from that is like I'm not necessarily expecting us to go to Anfield and win, mm-hmm. but like what I but as long as I see a performance from my team and they actually have a good go at their grounds, even if we lose, I'd be like, well, as long as Everton like you know put in something for that game, then that gives me some confidence. We mm-hmm. had we had this um, under Lampard when we went there, and yeah, we lost, but. That game actually gave me a lot of confidence that we were actually going to stay in the division somehow, yeah. even mm-hmm. even through a loss. Yeah, no, I, I kind of agree. I don't, I don't think anyone should be, and I don't think Evertonians. Will, well, some will, but I don't think the majority of Evertonians will judge Sean Dyche on the Liverpool game because it's a tough game. Whoever's in charge of your manager, whoever's in charge of your team, whatever manager you have. I mean, Everton have got to go to Anfield and then West Ham play. That. Play with a game plan, mm. and and like you said, you know, I, I don't. We're not going to go there and have loads of attempts at goal. I I don't imagine. But if we stick no. to the game plan, we've used the, the likes of Brentford and places like that, Villa, who are good sides. Liverpool are different levels of those two teams, but mm. play with the game plan. You're right. West Ham away the week after will be tough, and then Brighton at home the week after will be tough. So Burnley in between as well. We're Burnley in between. So we're going into. A, a tough run of games. We've got to see performances, though. You're right in those games. Um, it'll be difficult, but we've we've won three of the last four, and that's that should be the confidence driver for for the next set of games. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think if we see more of what we saw in the Bournemouth game, um, then there's no reason to say that we're not going to at least like at least like put some form of run together as well, mm. where at least even if say. <laughs> Trying to, th- trying to think how to word it. Um, I'm, mm. I'm very tired. I've literally just um, come mm. back from London, so I am knackered. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, but you said no one was jumping on, so I was like, ah, go on then. Yeah. Um, no, you're right. I think, John, the thing is, Chris is right. The home record's not great, and that's something Sean Dyche mm. and Everton, have, well, not just the manager, Everton have got to put right, hasn't it? Totally. Because yeah. Otherwise, we will struggle this season that's if right. we don't get our home yeah. form right. But we are coming into a tough run of games. What are you expecting in this tough run of games? What do you need to see to think we are in the going in the right the direction? The cop-out, I suppose, no pun intended, is to just say performances almost, mm. right? But I, um, I'll be pleasantly surprised if we get anything out of the derby. Mm. But I don't yep. think I don't think it's out of so totally out of reach that it's no chance. I mean, certainly I've been there less less hopeful than I will be. You know, in a couple of weeks' time or next week, whenever it is, um, I think we should get. There you go. There's a strong word. Should, should. we should get something out of West Ham? Mm. Uh, Capable. The form has been better. Yeah. yeah. And mm. and as you say, playing Liverpool is different quality, different level, mm. and so on. 
Um, and then he's got to come back and, and, and in the first next home game mm. is beat Burnley mm. in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. Don't mess about with your team selections. Don't risk, you know, the goodwill you got from the last win by then dropping the ball in a cup when we've just had the enthusiastic, well, we win this one, then we get a good draw. And before you know it, you're in a semi-final type of thing. Mm. And then, of course, Brighton are a team that we can beat. Mm. Yeah. Tough game, but... Yeah. So so if you said over the, the next four games, you're going to lose, even despite what I just said, lose the two away games and win the two home games. Mm. He'd be par, wouldn't he? Mm. Probably. And a bit of momentum then. Yeah, of winning home games, eyes, yeah. Because, particularly if the performances are there, because no one really expects anything from the derby. Might be disappointed, but it would depend on the performance if we didn't get anything at West Ham. Mm. But if he then comes straight home and wins the next two, you're saying, okay, let's go again then. Is it Palace after Palace that? away, which you is know, again. And that's a, that's that's a tricky, we can but get winnable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he gets the minimum that I expect, which is draw at West Ham, perhaps. Mm maybe, you know, do better, could do worse, and then wins the two home games. He goes to Palace, as you say, with momentum, saying, well, we've lost two in the last so many mm. to Arsenal and Liverpool. You know? And Luton. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, that doesn't exist anymore. No, yeah. that's gone now. But you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And particularly from an away point of view, um, because I'm not convinced that the uh, London Stadium is a difficult place to go. Um you know the fans don't have as much influence there as they would in a more compact stadium, mm. and if they stick to a game plan, then you know. Well, we have. I mean, if you're looking for full, point, full really, balance to see consistently, well, but if you're looking for full balance for the manager, then over this period as Everton manager, we've actually been better away than yes. what we have been at home. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, well, it's one in five defeat. Our own, we're poor. We've, we've been poor under them, but away we've been. Yeah. You know, we've had the game plan. We've got. We score goals. We've got results, so yeah. Well, I mean, Liverpool is like I say. It's I've gone to Anfield expecting us to win, and we've been battered. We've been beaten with ten men. No, they've had ten men and still beat us. We've, they've had team weak teams out and mm. beat us. So I, I just, I genuinely don't expect anything ever at no. Anfield. I well, look at it and just go. Anyone who's ever fan yeah. goes expecting exactly. But West Ham, right. expected loss. Yeah. It shouldn't be yeah. though. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It, but because anything can happen. But the likes of West Ham away, although they're tough, because mm. Moyes has got a, a decent side there. Why can't we get something there? And then Brighton at home, bit of both in it could go either way. You can beat them because they're beatable. You know, if you switch off and leave gaps, they can do what they did to us last year at home, which is batter us. And then Palace away is another one where if you've got your game plan, they're not massive goal scorers. Palace, you can get results there. It's tough, but you can get results there. So. He's got a, you know, and it's not just him, it's the team. You know, we keep putting it all going, the manager's got this. The players have got a run of games now where they can put some markers down. The tougher games, mm. you know, yet yeah, we've just won three of the last four. Okay, well, we've got tougher games now. Can we do it again? Can we go and get some good results like you just said, John? You know, win. The win, manager's win approach the to these things, which is he's the steady Eddie sort of consistent thing mm. would be from those next three league games it's how many points he thinks he's going to get from those mm. yeah um, and if he comes out the other end with four you think that's alright isn't it mm. it's momentum isn't yeah. it all it is More is momentum than a point just a game keep on average keep and, getting the and wins no at home in this league this season yeah no keep getting the wins at home work hard keep getting the wins at home and that'll be that will put everybody in a good place yeah and make others, and we've got no matter what, Chris, no matter who the manager is, 
You've got to get your home form right. Totally. You've got oh, to yeah, make definitely. it difficult because that gives you the basis then for the rest of yeah. the, the season. And it mm. doesn't matter if it's Sean Dyche, if it was Diego it Simeone, whoever it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, name any manager you want, they'd have to get that home form right. And if they did, it makes your job so much easier. Yeah. Of course it does. Because it, make, it makes the journey so much more justifiable, justifiable as well, especially because um, you, you guys know this, I don't live in Liverpool. So it's... I live in Nottingham at the moment. I'm soon going to be living in London, and mm. um, that journey that journey is a is a killer. If what you're seeing at the end of it is not is in like a performance that's actually worth that drive, but um, depends how there... fast you drive on the A50, really. Yeah, mm. <laughs> I'm glad I'm fresh. You know that it was the A50. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, you are right. I mean, like, normally I watch the the uh, Merseyside derby just literally hiding behind a pillow on my couch or something <laughs> like that, just like occasionally just peeking over the top of it, just hoping we've not like completely bottled. Just it have it on mute, but, uh... have the thing on mute, and just look up every now and again and see if it's still, you know, if it's still all right. Yeah. Every now and again, you're in the Annie Road, and you see, and you see the ball leave Jagielka's foot, and you know mm. it's going to go in. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I still remember that moment. Well, yeah. 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 Uh, I still remember because um, I went to I've been to a few Merseyside derbies when I was younger with my dad because uh, mm-hmm. I went to um, the first one I went to was the one we lost 3-1 and uh, but the second one I went to was um, the first time we took my my aunt and the uncle to their first game but they were Liverpool fans sec- next to us in the main stand and it was the one where we won 3-0 and um, Andy Johnson headed it against Pepe Reina at the end oh, <laughs> oh, tremendous yeah. absolutely tremendous that was a great. That and we beat them three 0 and we could have beat them more that yeah. day as well. Mm. Do you remember? Um, I'm not. You maybe you guys are in the grounds, but so you probably weren't. Um, didn't know. I'm not sure if you guys knew this one, but remember the FA Cup one? I think it was the year later where um, it was Gosling. Gosling, yeah. Dan Gosling. Yeah. Were you guys in the ground for that one, or were yes. you at home for it? No, I was. Like, I was, there. I got home, it was Zach Goodison, Chris. I, I was at. If it was Zach Goodison, I was in the ground, mate. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. 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 Um, but me and my dad were watching it, and uh, yeah. you probably know about this, but they cut to a a, a bloody car advert <laughs> just um, when Gosling oh, scored. Oh, yeah, it was, I remember it being in the media. Was it on ITV or something? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, man, it was on It was on ITV. They, they went they to an advert, it. and the goal was scored while the advert was on, yeah. Yeah. Next 2009, second, when we got to the cup final. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. Who did we then, play there? Let's not talk about it. Let's not go there. That was the night <laughs> yeah. the Liverpool fans were throwing uh, Tesco bags at us and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singing off to Kirby and all that, wasn't it? Remember? <laughs> then oh, Gosling oh. scored. Yeah, they were throwing all that at us. But, um, wow. <laughs> and then yeah. Gosling scored. So it was, uh, yeah. it was. I remember screaming that loud <laughs> that um, it screamed so loud that I had like. I'd, really hurt me throw for about it lasted about 10 days because when he scored that goal going because it was the literally the last minute one andy van der Meide with the cross oh yeah dan gosling with a lovely little bit of um mm. a lovely bit of silky feet and and smashed it in it was great yeah the annoying thing is for me, for our end, it cut it just as it landed at his foot. So me and my dad are like, where's the tape? T- where's the signal? Where's the signal? <laughs> and then as soon, as soon as it flashes up, he's on the floor with all like a bunch of players around him, and Pilot, me and my dad yeah. just went ballistic. It was Pilot. amazing. Oh man, that, that was a good memory. Actually, I, I well, luckily I went to. Um, we, so we you have had the... good times then. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bill would like to remind me as he puts my ticket prices up. Cheers for that, Bill. Um, <laughs> 
But um, I went to the um, semi-final that, that year as well. And uh, th- like I've never experienced penalties before with Everton. That was one of the b- b- most horrible but amazing experiences, like in a football ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was, that was a good No, time. it is one of those things, isn't it, where um, if you could be guaranteed to win on penalties, yeah, mm. you'd say, yeah, let's just go through the pens just so we can... Oh, yeah. I don't know, John. I don't know. I mean, it was amazing. No, you got the guarantee, I mean. Don't forget. The guarantee? The Do you still happen. want that, though? Yeah. Mm, okay. It's like winning, getting promoted through a playoff final. Surely you'd rather do that than finish 27 points clear at the top. Mm. <laughs> I still see, yeah, Jack's walking down to take that pen. <sighs> it's like... Oh, wait! Tears in the eyes. Tears in the eyes. Wait, as soon as the whistle went, he just just leather just mm. ran to the ball and just leathered it as hard as he could. Tremendous! What a day! Think I've, I, I think they were the good blown. times, Chris. They were the good ah, yeah. times. Yeah, I still. Yeah, but we don't have a trophy at the end of it, so it's no. Um... <laughs> if they did, it did actually feel like the FA Cup final that day. Yeah, I bet we yeah, were, didn't it? Yeah. Nearly. It, it really, really did. Like, it felt it, like the was, FA Cup final. Yeah, one of the most amazing experiences I've... Well, probably is the best experience I've had in my lifetime watching Evan was being in the ground to witness Jaggy Elka score that winner. It was incredible. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no one knew what XG was then. No. <laughs> Andy King used my phone, that day. Did he? Andy King. We were in outside before the game. We were there early. We were outside uh, Wembley before the game and he come over. What's the guy's gonna borrow your phone? Like, <laughs> phone someone. He said I've lost me, whatever his his phone had died or whatever. Um and he used my phone, yeah. Good lad. Who did he chat with him? I don't know. He was meeting someone to go for a bevy. Yeah, yeah. Just where are you? And they were in <laughs> was the, what is that pub called by there? I don't know. Um whatever. But yeah. I'm talking to him there, but what a day. What a day. I think someone else wants to um, speak, so I'll uh, yeah. jump Sam, off. Sam, Chris, gonna... good man. Good man, Chris. Good take man. care. All right, take yeah, care, mate. Thanks, Sarah, Watch Sarah. the coppers yeah, on the A50, mate. Right. <laughs> See you oh, later. Absolutely. See you guys. I've been done a few Sarah, times mate. on there. Have we got Ned? We'll get Brian while he was here before Chris. Brian was here before Chris? Yeah, but he jumped out when I put Chris on. So oh, okay. Brian back in. Okay. And then we'll get Glenn straight after. Brian and Glenn. Sound. Let's go, then. Brian. Brian. Are you there? I am. Hello, Good Brian. evening, Brian. How are you? Recovering. Still celebrating. No, still ce- bloody it- club of ours, eh? Brian, can I just say... Yes. Can I just say, you did say last week, you and the Swedes were coming over. You'll sort it. And it was a 3-0 win. He did. He he's, did. Forgo- he's forgot. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, well, as a time traveller, just got my weeks mixed up. Is that know? what it was, yeah? Came to lose him. I know, was, but yeah. he promised me a 3 0 home win. That's why I did. said last week, and it didn't happen, but it did happen this week. That I was know, all it I was. lost the house, everything. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say, mate? Well, I, I, I came in rather late, so I don't know what the topic's been for, last, uh, for today, but you said this club of ours, I was guaranteed to let you down. You know, mm. we had two great away wins. Yeah, and then um, as you said, uh, we turned up for the Swedish the Swedish gang, and um, they let you down, didn't they? <laughs> That's I, what happened. Are we, are we surprised? This is the thing. I mean, are we supposed to be surprised about this? Two really good away wins, then you get team bottom of the lead, never won a Premier League game, and what happens? Roll over, Everton. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. And then what do you do the week after when we're not there? 
<laughs> oh well, the sun's shining, isn't it? Clear blue skies, not like the week before. Rain, <laughs> town, heavy who, skies. Who plans these trips? Wind. I'm <laughs> the mild. Sorry. Who who plans these trips? Well, uh, it's the supporters' club in conjunction mm-hmm. with the club. Normally, we come right um, the end of October. But uh, apparently they changed it too early in the season because the hotel prices are very high those weekends. So I don't know if there's anything going on in town, but uh, that's why it was moved mm. early this year. Okay. So I think they should all be sacked. <laughs> I think they, committee can go. They, they probably <laughs> put all the prices up on the basis that we know the Swedes are always The Swedes on. are over this weekend, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's charge them a bit yeah. more. Yeah. That's it. That's well, maybe you have to co- maybe as well from the stakes. Maybe you have to come for a two-match session, you know, so you get two chances of uh, seeing. Oh, but we did, we did, we had a double header. We went to the ladies on Sunday. Oh, okay. Walton Park, and what happened there? You lost. Completely one nil. Yeah. <laughs> they lost to, to uh, Brighton. Yeah, oh, one yeah. nil, wasn't it? Two, two one that one. It was was one, it two yeah. one? Was it? Leicester was one nil. Brighton was two one. Brighton, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, so you're so a jinx, Brian. That's what you're saying. Well, you better jinx well, this. Were, I'd rather, I'd rather say, I'd rather quote you on that next year when, yeah, <laughs> okay, when the tide turns. Oh God, I'll, I'll absolutely get back over for that normal customary three 0 win for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we did Crystal Palace last last season. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there you go. And there's a wonderful weekend we had uh, on the Friday evening. We had a we had our usual do the evening with Neville Southall. Oh, the, good. Uh, yes, it was very very interesting. It's good value, uh, isn't it? Imagine, and I even yeah, got him defo. to. We had um, I even got him to sing a little in Swedish, which is a high point. Fair uh, play. I mean, fair the, play. This chant that I've told you about, well, uh, we sang it, and normally we get the players involved. The best at it that we've had so far was Joe Parkinson. He was brilliant. He he was really with it. Uh, but we've just got a couple of words out of Nev, so we'll be we'll settle for that. Yeah, uh, that's at least he got football. We had a wonderful weekend. Well, that's, that Welcome mean, to my world. Yeah, ultimately, <laughs> Brian, that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. that's what it's about. Savatonians. Yeah. As long we as you have a good weekend, that's Literally all that matters. And then the we come back, back again the week after. Eh? Yeah. At least we won, very, though, Brian. Very sad when you think about it, aren't we? Very sad. Well, yeah. That's football, Brian. I don't yeah. really know what to say. That's football, mate, isn't it? That's, yeah. that's all you can... Yeah. You can never hang your hat, not with Everton. Anyway, life is never Tony. You can't hang your hat on anything, can you? But no. up until recently, you, you had a better chance of enjoying the weekend if you were able to go to the away games, though. So, mm. yeah, close season, yeah. Mm. Mm. So. We, had, we had that last year when we went to America to watch Everton. Yeah. The trip was amazing. <laughs> Apart from the All football, the, the trip was amazing. Yeah. See a goal. Yeah, forget forget the footy. I'm five minutes into Minnesota. Can we go back to the mall, please? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, it's all part and parcel of life as a football fan. It is. It, it is. is. Uh, your previous call, you mentioned uh, Jagielka's goal in the cup. Yeah. And, uh, this say my favourite derby goal was uh, Andy King, October 77. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Yeah, volley outside the box, yeah. Didn't yeah, get to yeah, stay on the pitch, though, did he? Do it. He didn't I, get I to was, stay um, on the pitch. Nah, that was after the game. Yeah, the, the copper. Richard Lucas, the reporter, yeah. came up to, to interview him. And the copper and the moved cop him on. Off the pitch, <laughs> lads, off the pitch. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, Good goal, that, though. It I was, was, it I was, was actually standing. Yes, he was standing in those days. Where, just around where Ped sits, where he has a seat. In oh, okay, glass, yeah. Something just about there. So I, could, I can see it's, it's imprinted on my, on my memory. Yeah, yeah. the goal, as usual. Just curling into the top corner. 
Another forget. Mayhem in the Gladys Street. Well, well it will it be. Limbs. Limbs, yeah. yeah. Limbs, the goal. absolutely. Stand. And nothing's changed. We're still limbs all these years later, yeah, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Whenever we <laughs> score a goal. It's all good. And that's, by the way, that's all you missed, Brian. But it wasn't limbs, it was limb. And it was um, Ned's limb that we were talking about. Oh, tonight, about yeah. It was, all you'd missed was Ned's knee for 45 and all minutes. His injury. He's been an elite athlete. He's apparently <laughs> he's know, in a right mess. The most injury prone 23 year old. Three year old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sixty-two, and I'm just feeling mindy when I start now when I go out running. You're a yeah. baby, mate. Yeah. He's he's uh, he's yeah. He's got all kinds of injuries, but I honestly, he's, he's the walking wounded. He, is. he he he's um he's a result of the modern age. They never do any active anything physically, or like we did when we were kids. We're always active and being physical. Mm. He no, plays football. Do they sit with the computer games and and they're actually active. So when they do start doing something, they haven't built up the muscle groups strong enough to support that's uh, the activity they're doing. That's a very posh way of saying it. We just call it he's got skinny legs, but you're right, yeah. <laughs> his legs can't support it. Yeah. Great legs. It can't support his ego, his legs. Someone's obviously told him that if he jiggles his leg up and down all the time, his calves will get bigger. It doesn't work. It doesn't. <laughs> you watch Throbbing. Still, you get dead leg, don't you? So you get it. Apparently, if you don't keep your legs on the move, you get a dead leg. You no, you sit there you bouncing your leg, though, and it's only ever your right leg. So you're going to, if that was the case, your right leg, your right he calf would be bigger than your leg. Now, you get said steps that. in. He's doing them both. Get the steps in. <laughs> <laughs> fair play, Ned. Fair play. Right, is that it, Bry? Because Sorry, we've, Bri. Got, yeah. we've got Glenn Wade. Have you got Glenn Wait? Okay, just very yeah, quickly, I'll just say um, great news about uh, Mr. Rooney getting the job at Birmingham. Good yeah. one. Oh, we talk, we did talk about that as well. Yeah, yeah you're right. Good, we did. good yeah, luck to he, him. He's on, way, he's, he's on his way home. He's he's uh, he's doing a very very clever man. He is. He's uh, he's working his way to Goodison. That's where he's going to end up. Fair play, Bright. I mean, it won't. I imagine it won't be Goodison when he gets to. If yeah, he be, becomes Everton manager, it'll stadium. be the new stadium. But I get what well, you're saying. Well, you know what I mean. I yeah. get. No, no, yes, I get so your I point. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. I get your the point, only though. More it'll be. There no. you go. Lovely to hear from yes, you, mate. Bye. See you next time. Speak to you next week. Take care, Brian. To our mate, Brian from Sweden. There, and we have got Glenn. Have we? Little Peyton and now. Okay, so what's wrong with you? Had just a picture of some of Notre Dame, and I put it's that cathedral. <laughs> Oh, oh, he hasn't sent it to us, so we don't know. I've got it, yeah. Not so damn. Oh, you have your own little private group, you lot, don't you? Not so damn. Not so damn. Very nice there. He's on the Isle, the river, isn't he? The river's sin. On the, the boat that you get there. Lovely. Anyway. Very nice. Glenn. Go ahead, if Glenn's here. Let's do. Let's have a little chat with Glenn. Casty, Casty, can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you, mate. How are you? Yeah, very good. Very good. John, the business plane. How's business? It's okay, I think. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think we I think we saw you in the WhatsApp group. We saw a picture of you. We need you to confirm. Um, I think it was the Brentford game when Garner scored. Um, yes, I think so. He ran so, over yeah. to you. You were not very, very many rows up. No. In a lovely yeah. uh, fetching green coat. That's um, it. Yeah. Yeah. A quilted coat. Yeah. Yeah. We thought it was you. I think um, lots of away games managed to find the usual. They do pick you out, yeah. yeah. I saw you that, was it? Was it that? No, it was one of the other ones. Where yeah, we're on Villa on. as well. Villa, it might have been, yeah. yeah. And what was the game? Uh, no, Defoe, we really, you were on. 
No, I meant Villa in the Carabao, was it? Villa, Villa, Villa in the league. Villa, you were very miserable at Villa in the All league. All our crew got photographed in that because we were great for miserable Evertonians. Yeah, yeah. You know? There you go. Um, I'll tell you what, we were a bit miffed that you didn't record the goal after your wonderful, uh, you know, videos you took. Previously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I, I thought that was... I thought that was going to be a regular thing. Well, the intuition never kicked in, did it? And no. I actually go to watch the game, not to film it. Well, <laughs> but, you, but you, no, listen, I, I had the, the one that Well, did I had it. the good fortune to get a, a go along camera, didn't I? You so, did, yeah. unbelievably shocked. But I'll do my best next time, Glenn. At Anfield, get that one, a oh, dip yeah. and volley from... Imagine if you got um, Dom. Jag's goal. There'll be someone out there who did, won't there, on a smartphone? and Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, Glenn, what's your, have you got oh, a yeah. question or have you yeah. got a point you want to make? Go ahead, Well, mate. I've got a question for John, just to okay. on something he said on, I think it was a business with Lane. Go just on, a, then, a story you told where you basically, I assume you were talking to a, a member of the C-suite at Everton, and they were talking about the Twitter, um, the Twitter account, and you said something like, when are we going to get to 10 million followers? Or a million, like actually, but yeah. A million, yeah. and mm-hmm. their response was, that's never going to happen. Absolutely right, yeah. Mm. And um, just wanted to pick your brains about that because is that kind of indicative of the, of the culture that Everton have been dealing with? Just because I, I feel like if, if you can't get people to follow uh, a football club, um, you know, you know, that should be the easiest thing to get get Twitter followers. I'm not. I'm um, not convinced. Yeah. Well, it's. Well, I don't know. Are you on Twitter? Uh, I try not to. Well, there um, you I go. A few people. <laughs> Okay. But, um, no, no, it was more, more but, a case that of, of, of a wider point, which is at other businesses I've worked at, it's kind of been like you need to, you know, 10x things. Mm. Like, think of like, why aren't we going for, you know, you know, t- um, 10, 20 million, 100 million followers? That makes no, you think I, no, differently. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How, yeah. yeah. How you should be going about this Twitter thing. Because I was having, a, I was having a, a conversation around. Uh, the dinner table with some American colleagues that came over and they were like, oh, what British teams do you support? American teams do you support? Why do you support them? And it was like, mm. oh, this player was on the front of John Madden when I first started following. This player was on FIFA. This player, this team, you know, years ago were the first ones to have a decent website. Mm. So this stuff all matters. It does. And and yet we've got a culture that seems, rather than thinking, how do we get a, a a Twitter account, I'm going to pick on the Twitter account, that's so good that anyone would follow it, whether they're Evertonians or not. We're like, oh, there's no point because we're not going to even get to a million followers. I think we're about three million at the moment. But I just wanted to pick your brains on that kind of culture. Yeah, it's interesting because when that happens, and as I did, it it was at the Royal Ava building and I was waiting for the lift, basically, and it was catch someone with their guard down, you know? Mm. And and the answer, oh, that's never going to happen, is it? And, And obviously couple of things happen one is i then created an opinion of that individual yeah um, exactly yeah. and your question is about culture and so when you get an aggregate of opinions and stuff that becomes a culture mm. um and perhaps if you wanted someone to point the finger at it would be the leadership yeah because if the leadership don't have um kpis that they use to take a temperature check of are we doing the right things you know, so it's a classic uh, plan, do, review type thing, isn't it? Let's plan to have five million Twitter followers. Let's review how many we've got, and let's, you know, you know, then re- re- reset that target. Either make it bigger, make it smaller, whatever. But I think one of the things about the culture, 
and it, it's it's hard with culture because you, we get so little snapshots of it really i mean on on the ground because it's quite a closed environment isn't it is the culture should be okay when are we going to get a million what do we need to do to get a million rather than that's never going to happen is it and i suspect and this is why i personally would blame the leadership more than anyone else that that might have just been a distillation of a person who might want to believe that given the right resources or the or the right inputs we would get that million easily or two million or three million mm. or four million or five million but that person already knew that this club its leadership don't see that as important and therefore it's never going to happen is it mm. you know now in the environments that i worked in then which are typically been in the past have been challenger environments then they would encourage you to challenge right and and certainly when i had thousands of people sort of working in my teams it's dead easy if you're the leader of that because when the guy says i want this you know then i can say well what do i get in return yeah yeah you know or the other way around if i say to one of my teams say you as why haven't we got a million twitter followers liverpool have got seven or ten or whatever it is yeah then you're able to tell me well because they invest more they have more yeah, resources yeah, yeah, and i go yeah. well i want a million so what do you need for it to be a million for it to get there, yeah. you know and i always spin it back to you and, and this is why when i do the bwb stuff on the sofa i say i remove all the excuses mm. my job is so you don't have any excuses for what i might perceive as failure yeah, yeah. you only have reasons and if you give me the reasons, I try and fix them. Yeah. So I suppose I've just argued against myself and said, yeah, it's a culture. It's not a culture of uh, striving to be the best you can. It's a culture, or has been in the past, of deferring to something else. In, in other mm. words, root of least resistance type stuff, you know? And uh, because as a club, we spend lots of money in certain parts of the business and don't seem to get a good bang for that book, do we? No. So um, I think it just ultimately the, the issue comes down to the leadership wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. Because that, very... And that's where you get my cliche driven stuff, which has got lots of you know real life experience behind it, by the way. It's not just sound bites. That's where you get into change the people or change the people because mm. you want that person, by the way, the person I said that to and the person who gave that answer, I'll bet you a penny to a pound. He has no idea that that question is him. Yeah. Mm. And that he gave that answer. Mm. Yeah. Um, because you want self-starters as well, don't you? Absolutely. You know, do, yeah. so I think it, 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 when people are allowed to um, do just good enough, I mean, when I worked for Rosemont Motorcars, one of the sound bites in there was nearly is not good enough. And that's what Mr. Royce said. Yeah, mm. nearly isn't good enough. It's right though, isn't it? Um, and, I, and I think we, we potentially, if not now, certainly in the past, we've had a nearly is good enough type culture. But if you think about the chair, being an older guy, probably never goes near social media, mm. you know, maybe just was making decisions not to invest in what's going to be the big thing tomorrow because he thinks he's invested in what the big thing was yesterday. Yeah. And I think that's a cultural challenge that the football club has which i'm critical of as i i i define it almost as too too often the club doesn't do today what it does tomorrow because sorry what it did what it should have done yesterday yeah. because it thinks it can get away with doing it tomorrow yeah and as we all know tomorrow never comes mm. and therefore you suddenly find out that the project has gone late one day at a time and seven years have gone by and 
you've actually got worse as a football club, you know? Mm. And all these little things, they all matter um, because they're all part of that thing you said, Glenn, culture, right? So don't know if that answers it, but I've done my best for now. Yeah, no, no, great. I'm, I'm definitely a culture guy. I'm, I'm sure you've seen the, the, the effect that culture can have on um, on people working on in businesses. Baz, you would have also seen oh, totally. it in homes and stuff. Oh, totally. Like, everyone thinks that they can put up with with with. I'm not saying it's toxic, but toxic places of work or homes. But eventually, it's going to break you down. I think it's had a effect on many a manager that's been here um, to to work in that kind of environment. Uh, no, you, um, you, you are absolutely right. And, and the, the, the thing that many people don't quite grasp is, you know, when you hear about truly elite sports leaders who talk about how you turn, and they don't phrase it this way, of course, for obvious reasons, but you turn losers into winners. Mm. It's all about marginal gains. And we all yeah, recognise yeah. those sound bites from the cycling team, you know, the, the Olympic cycling team for Great Britain, Northern Ireland, that it was all about marginal gains. Mm. But all those marginal gains, which there might be 10, 15, 20 of them, in isolation, they don't make a blind bit of difference. But when all 20 have been done, they do, right? And, and therefore, everyone throughout the organisation should be striving to be the best they can at their little bit and believing that their little bit actually contributes to the whole. And one of the things I've said, and Baz has heard me boring with this before many a time, is our football club has been too effective at letting managers fail mm. instead of finding ways to stop them failing. Yeah. Because nobody wants a new manager every year, right? Let's get to the luxury of helping the manager play attractive football rather than helping the manager not get the sack. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And you yeah, can yeah. go up that ladder of not losing games, winning games, winning them the right way, and so on. And that's continuous improvement in a nutshell. And there's plenty of textbooks about it, as I'm sure you've read some of them, but um, I'm full of bloody soundbite bingo here because it isn't what you do, it's the way that you do it. And, mm. and the way that we do it for too long hasn't quite been right. And it might be early, but it's actually the bit we don't do that makes the difference. So it is what it is. But Hopefully, tomorrow's another day and it's never too late to do the right thing. There you go, I'm bored now with all these cliches. So. But, That's what gets results, eh, John? Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, my friend. But, um, yeah, um, when were we going to have five million? Got to keep growing, haven't you? Yeah. But what? Yeah. You know, it uh, should go. I mean, we have such an engaged fan base and there's so much going on at this football club. I think Glenn nailed it with... We should have lots of people following our Twitter simply because of how entertaining our fans are, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. And they don't have to be Evertonians to do it. So, um, but let's see. Winning awesome. games, winning, winning games makes those numbers go up. So, it always helps, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Len. That was good. Well, stuff, on, Glenn. Yeah. yeah, no worries. I just want to leave Ned with one thing. I think oh. Arnold, Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger said that the calves are the biceps of the legs. So um, keep up the good work. Thanks, Glenn. I have Tremendous. biceps on my legs. Tremendous. Cheers, Glenn. Maybe you'll have to right. start working on his calves. Nice hope, one, Glenn. I hope Glenn's, still, right. I hope Glenn's still listening because uh, for you, Ned, as a build upon that, Schwarzenegger had a real problem getting his calves built. Mm. And he just that's why he can write those things because he did all the hard yards to sort it out. Yeah. Do you know what else Arnold Schwarzenegger famously said? What? Oh. <laughs> Really nice one, Glenn. There you go. Yeah. Take care. <laughs> See you later. Bye -bye. Glenn, Glenn nailed it then. <laughs>
What a guy, that is. What a guy. Uh, on Premier, John Chadwick says, uh, who's the toughest opponent you played football against? Defender, Jerry Taggart. Of, he played for Leicester City in the Premier League, played for Man City as well. Kicked me up and down the pitch. Irish, Northern Irish, centre-back. Did you have the last laugh? No. He, he kicked kicked me he was, a, he was like a when you talk about men playing against boys he was like a man at that age mm. hard he was he was the hardest uh, and Nick Tanner was good remember Nick Tanner played for Liverpool yes he, he had a had a tough time against him created the golden score so out created, of all this time you can just think of two then well no they were just tough Taggart was the toughest yeah. as in just got played against good players played we're done against like mm. some McMahon and people like you you look and go there a good player right yeah, yeah, yeah. Very I was, good. I was ask, Those yeah. kind of players, but did he, he end up at Man United? That fella, Ryan Giggs. Yeah. Well, he was playing for Man United. Yeah, yeah. He was Ryan Wilson was playing for United. Yeah. But um, if you're talking tough opponent, Jerry Taggart was like hard as nails and scary, actually, to be honest. And then he went on to a career in the police. Yeah. <laughs> many, many. He was Scottish. That Taggart wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was Irish. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you what, the biggest name you've played with and the biggest name you've played against. Ryan Giggs was the. Probably. Can't get much bigger than that. I don't know. I mean, I played with and against Steve McMahon when we scored in the Champions League final. That's not bad. John, uh, Mark Mack said, with it being International Week, do you remember back in 96 when Dave Watson played for Hong Kong against England? I found myself cheering on Big Dave. What's the most random international player we've had? Ooh. Most random international player. Lucas Neal was a bit random, wasn't he? Australia. Come in for like four months. Was really good. And because he did well, Moyes sold him. We got him <laughs> on a free and Moyes was like, you're doing all right, but we can get some money for you in yeah. January, yeah. so we'll there's, move you on. There's probably like unique internationals like DR Congo and, and Bosnia, which we haven't had. Oviedo I mean, was... Bosnia, we had the only Lezard. Costa Rica player we've had. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the only mm. players we've had from those mm. countries. Most random. Oh no, it's because Begovic played for Bosnia as well, didn't mm. he? Oviedo, uh, Costa Rica. I don't think we've had another Costa Rican no, international. Obvi, Segundo Castillo, Colombia was that? Colombian. No, yeah. oh, eh, I think Ecuador. Ecuador. No, you're right. No, it I don't think Ecuador. he was Ecuador, Valencia, and Valencia. Valencia. Yeah. So, I don't know. We've had lots, haven't we? Now, I suppose. We never used to have any Brazilians, no. like barely any. And then oh, we got quite three a few. Ones, didn't we? But I think for me, like, yeah, Lucas Neal, just because he was here for such a short period of time, and we just we got him randomly, and we got we just sold him when he was doing well. He flipped him, didn't he? He just flipped him. He literally <laughs> just got him in, done him up a little bit, and sold him on, didn't he? So fair play to him. If you're well, from do. Jersey, do you play for England? You probably you can do because obviously Letitia was born in. Yeah. Jersey wasn't he or Gainsy or something. Oh, you'd be a UK citizen. But you're a UK citizen, so probably. I mean, I, any Jersey people don't, don't quote me on that, but I imagine you probably can. Um, Mark says, I'm with you, Baz. Couldn't care less who the manager is. I just want Everton to win. Exactly. Because yeah. um, that's it, isn't it? It's about winning games. All the other stuff is just whatever it is. You just want them. You just want to win. So you haven't winning games. The dream is you get to the point where you say not so much winning is boring, but yeah, mm. but yeah, let's caricature it as that. Yeah, this manager, yeah, he wins games, but yeah, yeah that's because that's you... when you want to go up that ladder. Well, yeah. we want it now to be really entertaining. And, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, everyone moves to that, don't they? Yeah. You see, you see clubs going, and you've seen it with 
I guess with Birmingham, haven't you, mm. today? John Eustace is winning gone, games. They're in the top six. Yeah, yeah. And they've gone, we want to do but something the style different because we know what we want to do. Yeah. You get it with teams, don't you? I remember Brighton. We're going to finish now, but I remember Brighton with with uh, Chris Hewton. And they got up into the Premier League. You know, they tried to get up and Poye had nearly brought them mm-hmm. up on the other stuff. But they got up, Hewton, and they were all right. And they sacked them and everyone was like... Because I remember it's going... harsh at the time, didn't What's it? What's yeah. why sacking yeah. them? They're like, they're all right. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. and all that. And they had an idea of what they wanted to do and got potted in. Yeah. So it, some clubs will do And it. they didn't really do any better in the first season. No, they didn't do any better in the first points, couple of seasons, mate. But people were going, yeah, but we look boss. They played well, and, and if they had, would have had a and striker... And the next minute, when everything started clicking... If yeah. they would have had a, a striker instead, then, dare I say, Neil Malpai, or someone well, who's a better finisher... Yeah, they they been 16th, like, but they had really good XG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they did have really good XG, and they did finish 16th. 41% win rate he had it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, there's, a, there's quite a few... Do you know what he's doing now? Go ahead. Chris Hewitt. No. Manager Garner. Is he Garner? Yeah. Good luck. He went to Norwich for a bit, but good luck. 60% win rate with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what about Tommy Wielden? No, Tommy Wielden. No, Tommy Wielden Jr. is the gaffer at Calvary FC. We've just walked their league. Wow. Tommy's son. Uh, JL23 says Christian Atru. God rest his soul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cuco Martina. Nikita Jelovic. Thomas Gravis. Well, Gravis and Danish, one. He Linderut was Swedish. Abel Xavier, Portuguese. There's blow. Mm. Cuca Martina, because he played a random. Played for Turks and Caicos, didn't he? Oh, and God, no, didn't. Who was the other? Who was the one he played for? Martina. Don't know. It wasn't Turks and Caicos. Who was it? Who's him? I can't remember what it was. Dutch one, isn't it? Dutch, wasn't he? Dutch. Or... Yeah, but it's a Dutch. Born in Rotterdam. Yeah, I know. But who does he play for internationally? Curaca. Curacao. Oh, Curacao. Curacao, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't think, but it was Caraca. Caracas. I nearly got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. We're going. Make sure you hit the like button. Give us a little subscribe as well. It's much appreciated. And um, have a good one. Yes, thanks please. to John. Thanks to everyone who called in. Yep. And we'll see you later. Take care, bye. Bye. Bye-bye.